We are on a hocation. A ho hocation. We are not on a hocation, guys. We are on I a hocation. I am on a work trip. Right. Right. <laughs> we don't do no hocations over here. We are sluts to the knowledge. Okay. Can I, we not I, be? I, I don't like sluts. that analogy, but I feel what you're saying. <laughs> okay, no, we're not on a hocation. We are on Nikki. And Natasha's work trip. Say hey, you guys. Hey. So you all know Tasha, obviously. But Nikki, do you want to take a minute to introduce yourself? Tell the people what they need to know about you? Sure. So hi, world. Um, So this is my first time on 2988. So I'm yes, really welcome. excited to be here welcome. with my girlfriend. Glad to have you. Um, So my name is Anikia, a.k.a. Nikki. I'm a Howard grad. Um, I'm a millennial. I'm a brown girl. And I love all things marketing, all things event planning, all things turn up. Um, So really, I'm just a fun and loving and goofy kind of girl, you know. Um, So yeah, so that's just me in a nutshell. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> I'm PG, Pretty Girl County. Pretty Girl County. <laughs> um, are you in a relationship, single? I am in a relationship. Uh, I've been in a relationship for about two and a half years now. So okay, you know. okay. Yeah, you know. So um, we'll get into the details of our trip here mm-hmm. in the six, coming live from the six, 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 six. Hey, Aubrey. <laughs> Aubrey. <laughs> but um let's start so hocations are real things, y'all. So girls get paid to go places with dudes and you know you see the girls posting up these um vacations, lavish vacations, but you never see who they're on the trip with. Mm-hmm. They probably on a hocation. Wait, I thought a hocation was when, when you, you go, go with with your home. girlfriends to, to be home. a hoe. You know what I'm saying? You go with your girlfriends really? to get wild. Yeah, when I hear that, I think of that. Like, yeah, like a, a, a wild ass like, girl trip. To go I thought here. it meant you was popping some pussy for a vacation. I mean, that's I probably mean, a hocation yeah. too, but what? I thought it was like like a, a crazy ass girl's trip where y'all goes to some island or whatever, has sex with some dudes real quick, and never talk about it again. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know about that. But have you all heard that in that women are being flown out and paid to go on trips to places like Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and as a part of the agreement to go on these trips, like the 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 princes are paying for them to come out there, and as a part of an agreement to come on the trip, they have to get peed and shitted on. No, no, it's real. Like one of my friends told me about it. I did not believe. And he pulled it up, pulled up an article Uh. and it's real. Like you see the text message exchange and she was like, so are they just getting paid for the trip or are they getting like more money outside of that? No, they get, they, the the trip trip is, is, no, 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 no. The trip is paid for, but then they also get a check for, for the services that they are partaking in how much i feel like it was a few thousand dollars like not a few thousand but like double digits maybe i don't remember exact amounts but in this one example i really feel like the guy said that he had him and his uh brothers or whatever the fuck had hiv too oh wait and then the girl was like um that that was gonna be an extra fee what yeah. I mean, no. I don't know if HIV... No, <clears throat> HIV definitely can't be spread through pee or poop. But still, it that's just matter. disgusting. Like, that's just... That's just bodily, very disgusting bodily fluids yes. on you yeah. for a trip. Like, <laughs> save your coins, girl, nah, and take yourself not, to Dubai. It's not worth it. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so we are not on that type of trip. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let's be clear. We not on a hocation with no dudes. And we not on a hocation where we out here fucking. We were sluts to the knowledge. So, <laughs> moving right along. Um, there's been a lot going on in the atmosphere uh, since we've been here. Um, something that I just want to quickly touch on. Evelyn and Carl... Mm-hmm. Um, that is no more. They, it's been no. no more. Yeah, so they were supposed to get married three weeks ago, and it didn't happen. Um, he proposed to her with this ring, 
what was it, 14.5 carats? That ring was big. Yeah. That mm-hmm. ring was big. And it was worth like $1.4 or $5 million, and which is basically Evelyn's net worth. I looked it up. So, um, And she says she ain't giving it back. She's not giving the ring back. She says she wants to keep it in her family to give to her children to pass along in the family. How? What y'all think about that? Do you give do you give the ring back? I mean, does she have to? Like, is he in need? I mean, let's be clear. When he signed, uh, so he no longer plays baseball, but as you know, baseball players are paid. Right. And I feel like one of his deals, like he was making like twenty point something million dollars a year. So that little one point four ain't nothing. That ain't nothing to him. Um, I would probably like pawn the ring get some money for it like i don't think i would keep it because it's not like i'm not a traditional girl where i'm gonna just pass the ring on down to people and that's kind of probably bad luck passing the ring that right. marriage ain't even happened with right I mean, so i'll probably get some money for that okay i mean so in certain states the engagement ring is like a conditional what they call a conditional gift so like a regular gift you don't have to give back but a conditional gift is something like I'm giving you this so this can happen. So when a marriage doesn't happen in the state of California where they live, mm-hmm. you're supposed to give the ring back um, legally. But she says she ain't giving it back. So, well, well sources well, say. Well, who's the reason though? What's the reason? They just say. Um, apparently, he has some infidelity on his end. Oh, so she definitely. No, I'm not giving the ring back. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Okay, moving right along. Charlottesville, we are going to touch on this very quickly because honestly, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted and it's 2017 and like everybody else is saying, it's a shame that we're still dealing with this ridiculousness Um, and I just, I just thoughts, I mean, you guys can sound off about it. I don't, I just really don't. I'm just saying, this is Trump America. These white supremacists, white nationalists, these are the people that put him into office. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when he first came out and didn't even say who the problem was, you know, that was... It was on both sides. He said it was issues on both sides. Yes, and you need to call them out to say exactly who they are, but those are his supporters, so... He's not trying to ruffle no feathers. He's not trying to ruffle no feathers, and this man is sitting in New Jersey on the golf course golfing <laughs> not giving a fuck and it's just it's just ridiculous and i feel like this is going to continue to happen um you know it's more of these rallies coming up soon mm-hmm. right this yeah they apparently the have more yeah. planned but first of all let's stop for a moment and shout out to all of our white allies that are out here um yes. you know standing up for mm-hmm. equal rights for everyone um and making sure that you know, they as they speak up as white people, as the majority, they are speaking up and saying, no, this is not right. This is wrong. A woman lost her life. A white woman lost her life at the at these um, rallies. So using their privilege for good. Right. Mm-hmm. So shout out to y'all. Um, but yeah, this is just ridiculous. And I mean, I don't really have very much else to say. I mean, I feel like as black people, we all feel the kind of same way about this. Um, so there's really not much to say, so we are moving right along. Next, I have a game for... Well, first, we didn't even... Okay, let's backtrack. We're drinking, obviously. <laughs> um, we have what we're calling Crownberry Royals. And our Crownberry Royal cocktails have Crown Royal Apple, Cranberry Juice, and it's topped off with a splash of Prosecco because we bougie. Okay? Hey, bad and bougie. Bad right. and bougie. And we're staying in the Fairmont Royal York. So, duh, like, let's just be royalty, right? So, that's what we're drinking. Um, We actually have a shot poured up because I want to take a moment just to recognize my girls. We're going to get into the trip a little bit later, but... I just want you to know that my tribe is out here doing things and they had a presentation today. If you follow me on social media, I've been talking about it all weekend. So, shout out to y'all. Y'all did a great job. Um, And yeah, like, I was just amazed. You guys had so much adversity um, with this 
whole trip, the whole idea. You all were talking about millennials and baby boomers don't like to talk about millennials. They don't like to realize that we're up and coming and we're going to be taking over the workforce. And you all came out, spoke about it, had a presentation with sources and numbers because men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So... Mm Shouts out to y'all and let's take this shot. Shouts yeah. We appreciate you for being our biggest cheerleader and supporter, girlfriend, because you you was out here rooting for us. Of so course. Us down. Whew, okay. So I absolutely hate taking shots. Anyway, I wasn't on. that bad. No, it's crown apple. apple. Get over it. You gotta grow up. Be a big girl. <laughs> Next. <laughs> So we're going to play a quick game, this or that, and the idea is that you need to spit out the first thing that comes to your mind when I say this or that, okay? Ain't no follow-up questions, ain't no nothing. Just answer the goddamn question, because I know both of y'all, okay? (laughs) Oh, so you're going to ask us a question. I'm going to say this or that, like pancakes or waffles, and you just say one of the words. All right, that's that's easy. All right. Ready? Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Instagram. Oh, I thought it was like one person going and then two people. Okay, no, y'all we all are going at the same time. I'm kind of slow. Okay. All right, I'm ready now. You ain't answer the question. <laughs> Instagram. Okay. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. Beyonce. Okay, clearly she she's going to say Rihanna. I'm going to say Rihanna. So I love Rihanna, but y'all know I'm a B stand too, so I'm going to have to stay neutral. Uh-uh, you said it's no okay. neutral. What do you mean? It's no neutral. Okay, okay, Beyonce. <laughs> Sweet or savory? Sweet. Savory. Savory. Red wine or white wine? Red. White. Red. Heels or flats? Flats. Heels. <laughs> Insecure or power? Insecure. Really? Power. Power. Mm, insecure. Mine's definitely insecure. Insecure. It's it's more relatable. Power is like my life, low key. No, no, at but all. it's okay. You it's can not, not, that. not my life, but somebody that's close to me. Okay, okay. all right, okay. I give you that. Um, as far as your toilet paper, when you put it on the roll, over or under? Under. Over. However, I put it on the roll. Like I don't even pay attention to that. Jesus Christ. Okay. That's your <laughs> um, are you quiet or are you a moaner? Moaner. Quiet. I'm a moaner. moaner. I'm a I'm a screamer. Uh, yes, if you're doing it right. I know. Um, I live with you. <laughs> 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 Woo! Moving right along. Concert or festival? festival? Concert. Festival. Peck or tongue action? I like tongue action. Oh, tongue. I didn't realize what you said. <laughs> I was like, what? Tongue, yes. Definitely tongue. Tasha? Tongue. White meat or dark meat? For chicken, white. Right. Dark. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> okay, so I definitely like my chicken, white meat. I like breast. But as far as, you know, my other meat, I'm going to have to go with dark. Well, as far as the other meat, I've had both, but definitely so you open. dark. I'm well, you open, prefer, but your I, mean, prefer I, dark. I like all the meat. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> She's diverse for her. I mean, I've never head. had any white meat, so there's that. Uh, city or suburbs? City. 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 Missionary or doggy style? Doggy, doggy style. Doggy style for short. Football or basketball? Football. Football. Uh, basketball because I like LeBron. Okay, L.A. or <laughs> New York City? LA. I've never been to L.A. So you never been? I've never been to California. Oh, we can take a vacation. So, yes. She's in a relationship. I am in a relationship. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> I was be your supporters. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, y'all? I'm in a relationship too. Oh, well, Safia. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a hoe, though, so yeah. There's that. Um, well, mine's L.A. What'd you say? I said L.A. Okay. I'm sure I would choose L.A. Because I don't really care for New York like that. Okay. Um... And then last but certainly not least, open relationship or deal with the cheater. Wait a minute now. Now when they're <laughs> this open, or re- that. Relationship. open relationship. I'm not doing with no cheater. Open relationship. Open relationship. If we had to, if I had to choose, open. Because I could open, do yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. I would say 
probably open relationship. I mean, I've dealt with my shared cheater, so uh-huh. I've had that experience. Been there, done that. Um, but yeah, speaking of open relationships, <laughs> we definitely watched Insecure. So, yes. spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it for this week, you might want to fast forward, but What's dude's name? Dro. Dro. Dro tells Molly that he's in an open relationship. Open marriage. Let's open, be clear. yeah, open marriage. And because like they were dancing on the dance floor, and she's like, "Yeah, no, you know, this kind of feels like inappropriate." Blah, 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 blah. Um, and he's like, "Oh, no worries. Like we are in an open marriage." Um, so what are y'all thoughts on that? Like, could you all really do an open marriage? No. No. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Like, I'm very selfish, and I don't want my man to be with nobody else but me. So, it's absolutely no. Yeah, I agree. And if I'm going to be in an open marriage, why even get married? That's what I'm saying. Like, the whole purpose of a marriage, it's a it's a, it's it's a, a commitment. Sacred, right. Yeah. It's, it's a vow between one woman and, a, well, whatever, whoever you choose to love. It's a vow between two individuals. So, I don't think open relationship for me is Well, they said people are not naturally monogamous. So, like, monogamy is something that really people are not. But I just feel like I cannot do an open marriage. Like, I can't just be out here having sex with dudes, coming back to my husband. He out there having sex with women. But, I mean, you don't... Just because it's open doesn't mean that you're having sex with people. I mean, but even just the whole being emotionally attached to someone. That's even worse. Right. I I don't... I can't deal with it. And, And me personally, like, it's just... Dealing with one person is a job in itself. Mm-hmm. So dealing with multiple one uh, another person or multiple persons like that's just too much. I can't like I cannot. And are you not satisfied with me that you have to go out? Exactly. And I mean, I don't think that that's is what it like. Let's be clear. I couldn't be in an open marriage either um, because when it comes to that point, it's like you know I don't, I'm not really trying to share. But playing devil's advocate here. It's not that the person may not be satisfied. It's just you get one thing from a certain person and you may get something else from somebody else. Like, for example, we were talking about bad sex. Can you marry somebody that has bad sex? Like, maybe if in your, if you're in an open marriage, the, your partner, the person you're married to, you have a spiritual, emotional connection with. But the sex just isn't there. Like, they're still your best friend. You want to do everything, spend the rest of your life with them. So maybe you need to get the sex from somewhere else. Or maybe you are having great sex with somebody and they aren't supporting you emotionally. I mean, I wouldn't be in that type of relationship. But again, playing devil's advocate, you get that emotional support from somewhere else. Or you're dealing with certain things within yourself and within your personality that your partner may not understand. But you meet somebody and they totally get what you're going through and they're there for you and supporting you through that situation like maybe that's why people are doing this open marriage relationship situation i mean i don't know i think that like for me personally like when i'm with someone i'm not married by the way but when i'm with someone like of course you know a relationship isn't going to be perfect right so you're not going to you're not going to find your 100 percent equal or someone who absolutely has every quality that you want in a person. But I feel like, just but like, for instance, in my relationship, yes, we have our ups and downs. We have our challenges or whatever. But, like, he gets me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's just really about kind of being patient. Like, yeah, you may be with someone and you may like them and you may be emotionally connected to them. But, like, I just really feel like there is someone out there for everybody, right? And it's just, it's, I guess it's a matter of, it's a matter of, like, I guess what you want to do or where you are in life. But I feel like, me personally, like, if I'm not satisfied or if, like, my boyfriend doesn't have something, I'm not going to go looking for it in someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I right. feel like sometimes... I mean, but do you have non-negotiables? Like, as a single person, did you have non-negotiables? So when you started dating your boyfriend, if he had one of those non-negotiables, would it have been, like... No, I'm done here. I definitely had non-negotiables. Um, but I think I was at the stage um, where 
it was like, you know what? The next person who I meet or the next person who I'm in a relationship with, they have to have, you know, the major, you know, like kind of like my major, uh, whatever's on my list, right? Yeah. But some things, yeah, must, right. But some things you can work with. Some okay. things it's all about communication. Right. Like to me, like if the sex isn't good, sometimes it it may just be about communication. You know what I'm saying? It may just be about expressing like, okay. I don't really like this, or I like this. So mm-hmm. can we do this? Can we try this? Um, but I can't do the open. Well, I would say I think it works different for men and women. Um, I think a man can navigate that situation better than a woman. I just feel like we are emotional beings. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna get connected to a person, and I just feel like I cannot be connected to two people Mm -hmm. at once like it's not fair to either or person and I think a man can kind of take away that um emotional tie and kind of get his need of whatever it is whether it's sex or whether it's I need somebody um to talk to or whatever the case may be I think men can kind of pull it apart and deal with it based on what the, what they need from that person. I just think with women like I cannot like I know for me like I can't be with two people at the same time like I can't be emotionally connected to two people because I'll start feeling bad for the other person mm-hmm. like it just wouldn't work for me I mean <laughs> so obviously I'm the single girl here and while I do think that as women we do get emotionally connected and invested in situations that we're in I will say that dating Especially in this day and age, dating is more so getting to know people and having experiences with different mm-hmm. people. And I'm not I saying agree. like sexual experiences, right. like, but in order to successfully navigate the dating world these days, you have to be open to being emotionally invested a few different places. Because if you're not, then you're not giving everybody an equal chance. And I feel like you all tell me that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. I- I mean, I absolutely, in your situation, I absolutely agree. Um, I will say in my last relationship, um, there was a point in time where I was single for about a year. And in that time, I did date, you know, and I got to meet these guys and I got to really kind of get to know them. Some of them I really liked. Some of them, they were okay. They were fun to hang with. But it really just kind of, I think, helped me understand what I wanted in my next relationship. So when I did meet that one person... Then I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to give this person a try. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it is important to navigate um, different arenas when you're dating. Um, yeah. Because you have to explore your options. Like, you should never put your eggs all in one basket. Yeah, I agree. But I can't have my open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like, so once you... Come, back once to the you, point. Right. <laughs> back to the point. I cannot do this. So, once you commit to somebody and you're like, we're in this, like, it's just y'all right. too. Because even before, like, so when I um was dating Todd, I met him, I met him on a strange place that other people may not, you know, agree <laughs> with. Um, that's, I feel like it's another podcast coming, but, um, <laughs> but I was dating, you know, other, other men and, you know, I just felt so much, like, so hard for him that I was like, you know what? Y'all fun. I really like y'all. We really connected. But, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and go this way. You know? This so, have you right here. Yeah, have this way right here. This <laughs> Wait, have y'all ever seen the little, like, Instagram post where it's like, um, after she, after a woman breaks up with her dude, she be like, oh, let me pick these niggas back up. Like, because, like, and then it's like a whole bunch of niggas. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she picking them back up. Yeah, girl. Keep them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you put them in a little back pocket. But. <laughs> okay, so the general consensus here is no to open relationships. I mean, I feel like you all have a strong no on it because I think that you all are in relationships and you guys love, you know, the person that you're with. I think that I could be, I see the benefits of it. Um, not sure that I can do it, but. At this point in my life, I'm not closed off to anything. So, right. there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to Insecure. So, the, a lot of a lot of things happened in this episode that we're just going to hit on very quick. So, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> when um, 
Daniel, when uh, Issa sees Daniel at the party and she's like, oh shit, she goes talk to Molly and Molly's like, so what you gonna do? Like, I just need to know how sober I need to be. Uh, girl, you, and then Issa's like, no, nah, I'ma just, you know, take care of it, say something. And then Molly's like, girl, you got this. When we watched it last night, I was like, Molly, you are a bad friend. Like, no. Like, yeah, yes. I, I would be like, yeah. shut the fuck down. Yeah, like, like where, what are you doing? <laughs> there is no reason that no reason at all. Issa needed to say anything to Daniel at the goddamn party. No Let reason. me tell you, I've been in uh, rooms with people that I've dealt with, people that it didn't end well with, and I've looked them in the eye and then looked the other way. I've also been in situations where I've been in the same room, peeped them from across the room, and pretended like they weren't even there. Like, no. No. There's we, What do we have to talk about right now? We, we really don't have anything to talk about. Um, and then you saw the interaction was very, very fucking awkward. Like, it, and it's not even like Issa is a conversationalist. Like, she doesn't. She's awkward. She's very awkward. <laughs> very so awkward. why? Like, no, Molly, baby girl, you were a bad friend in that moment because I don't know if I have any friends that I would be like, yeah, girl, you got this. Like, no. And I don't even think my friends are awkward. It's just like. You don't owe him any conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm so introspective. I, like, kind of think about why Molly did it. Because I feel like Molly was trying to see what's up with Drew. I was about to say, I think Molly was so concerned. So, so go over there. You know what I'm saying? She's like, yeah, do what you go do. Ahead, but meanwhile, so I'm trying to figure I'm this trying situation to navigate out right this situation. here. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... And that's, I'm pretty sure this is something that's going to play out over this yeah. season. Okay. Um... Oh, wait, no, from the beginning, the thing that, the first thing that we commented on when we were watching it was when Issa came into Molly's house and Molly walked out her room in a robe and they were like <laughs> supposed to be leaving to get dressed, like to go to this party and Molly, and then Issa's like, girl, why you in that dress? And then y'all were like, oh, that's Safia. Because it is. Yes. So let me tell first of all, <laughs> ahead, I can, <laughs> Natasha has known Safia for many years, okay? Please. Me and Safia. As a new person. I please. am the new person in this relationship. And <laughs> I think, this is the first time that I have spent a few days with Safia. <laughs> and this lady, she <laughs> takes forever, okay? I do not. To beautify herself. But I'm like, girl, we on timeline. We try and get places. She's like, I'm about to be ready in five minutes. And five minutes turns to ten. And then she still she still got on. no clothes yes. on. She's like, she I'm still hot. got no clothes I'm on. Hot. I can't put my clothes on. Yes, I don't like being hot. First of all, <laughs> I don't like sweating my clothes out before I leave. So you know, I mean, but I feel like we all have people in our group because I feel like there's people in our friend group that are worse than me. Not saying no names, Gina, but <laughs> I mean, listen, like it's hey, you know, people take time to get dressed. Okay, so then Lawrence goes. First of all, I didn't even know Lawrence had a jag. I don't even know where that came from, but that was a new thing because I didn't know he had one either. I didn't know he had a car. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, I, I know he definitely had a car because remember when he was working at Best Buy one time oh, yeah. he was sitting in the car. I don't remember what type of car it was. But you know he got a new job now, so maybe I don't know. But you know maybe that could be why he. Right. So anyway, know. he goes to the grocery store and the girls in the line offered to buy his liquor or whatever. I just want to take a moment to pause right here. Be clear. Bitches ain't buying y'all niggas alcohol. Like, that's not happening. No, like, it's not, not with me. No, not no. Not with me at all. Hell no. You, Lawrence's ass would have been short. He would have, uh, yeah, been a dum-dum like that goddamn lollipop and uh, had to circle back around to the grocery store to get that. So, um, do you guys feel like he was... In like in a situation where he was like a fuck boy for canceling plans with his friend and doing this situation with these girls, I feel like that's what niggas do. Yeah, no, I, I, think- I feel like he's he saw opportunity. Right. First right. of all, they bought his liquor, so maybe he felt obligated in some kind of way, right? And so, I just felt like he also saw, okay, here's these two girls. Like, I don't think he felt obligated. I think he saw the opportunity to fuck. Well, yeah. Right. More so that. He saw the opportunity. And so, he was like, yeah, like, you know, 
it is he hit up his nigga and was like yeah i definitely don't think that he thought it was going to be a threesome situation that was happening uh but but us girls we would never do that we would never like be like safia i can't come through because no yeah we couldn't know because we will if we we have plans like we're not gonna right exactly if you have plans right (laughs) right. it's on if you got a calendar invite and you accepted it so i think as women that shit wouldn't have uh, flown at all, but I do think that Guys men understand. they would like, especially when he was like, like yeah, 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 go ahead, do you? you know yeah, saying? like yeah. get that box, nigga. Okay, um, so Molly and Dro dancing, um, that was another hot point of conversation last night. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I feel like in a relationship or married, dating, whatever, if your partner goes to parties and goes to the club they dancing with bitches Mm -hmm. if the party's lit they are like it's it's just happening i don't think that it's anything sexual i just think that it's fun um but others had other opinions yes others like me i was gonna say it was Uh, not me (laughs) it was definitely me let's be clear (laughs) um i just feel like as a married couple like i just wouldn't want my husband out here you know, dancing with other women, putting his hands, filling up. They was dancing off uh, juvenile slow motion for me. Like, I just, I just think that's too much. So, as, my a, as question, a married couple, as a married couple, my question to Tasha was so, if you get married to Bay, are you going to make him stop going to the club? Because I feel like I know Bay pretty well, and Bay still going to be dancing at the at the fucking functions. Uh, no, he can definitely go to the club, but I just don't want him like slow dancing on. So you, so and, when when the mood and the music change, he got to be like, oh baby girl, I can't do this. I'm married. Yeah, because I would I would do the same. Okay, but let's <laughs> ask for this though. But well, can he go to the strip club? Well, me and Babe <laughs> like to go to the strip. No, club. No, by himself. By himself. With his we boys. We talk about with you. We talk about by himself. Yeah, he can go to the strip club with his boys. And he could get lap dances in the strip club. He can yeah. pay for a lap dance in the strip club, yeah, he can. but he can't. He can't dance at the club. So he can he can dance with the strippers <laughs> that's making their money off of giving niggas lap dances. Some of them are fucking, but he can't be at a function having fun and dance. Okay, you have to be clear when you say and dance. Like it's not just like hey, we just dancing, you know, face to face. Something. Who like the that. fuck dances face but- to face? It don't matter. Like, even if they grind on each other, you... No, 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 no. Nobody can grind on my But husband. I'm saying you're letting him go to the strip club <laughs> the, when you got naked for the ass. Strippers. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, you know the little asterisks. No, <laughs> nobody can dance, can grind on my husband. Exception. See footnotes. Except the strippers. Well, I mean, he don't even like going to strip clubs anyway. So if he gonna go, he gonna go with me. But... You know, I'm I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a strip it's a strip club. So I just don't want no like, you know, random uh Tina, Keisha, Pam, like sitting here dancing with him. But do you trust him? But Angel and right? Thunderclap right, Thunder and Star and all of them can do it. Anyway, yes, okay. I do trust okay, him. Okay, so do. to me, like if you trust your nigga then Exactly. You trust your nigga. Exactly. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with dancing. Um, So, another point that was brought up in that situation was, is it the other person, so the other person being Molly. So, let's say that Dro didn't say anything about this open relationship situation. Is it Molly's, the other person's, responsibility to respect the vows, the marriage vows that the married person made? So... Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I will say that. I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree. No, because no. I just feel like you would never want to be in that situation where somebody's disrespecting your marriage. So I wouldn't, but I don't expect not near bitch or nigga to respect or you know, hold up the vows that I stood with somebody to make. I expect my husband to right, right. And the type of woman that I want Molly to be is a respectable one. And I don't think by her, you know, even thinking about doing anything with anybody's husband 
is the type of woman I want her to be. So, okay, do you think that, like, let's say in my situation, because I'm single, I'm dating, do you think that it's my responsibility when guys approach me and are engaging with me for me to ask them, are you single? No, no, I don't say that. that. But I mean, but you I have feel a ring like, on your yeah, finger. It's obvious, right? I feel oh, like if you... okay. Pause. Let's be clear. I mean, it's not. Always There's some uh, married niggas out here ring. that don't wear their rings. But I feel like that's not necessarily your obligation, right? Right. In her case, she knows that he's married, right? And this is even before she knows about the whole open relationship situation. But and if it was you because you're single, um, then I think. Again, if they're not wearing a ring and if they don't tell you, like, hey, I'm married, blah, 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 girl, do what you do. Mm-hmm. But the second you know, like, to me, you don't even have to be married. If you're in a relationship, like. That's a turn off. That's a turn I don't want, I don't want to deal with you. Because to me, that's drama off the top. I don't got time for that. And I'm no, I, I'm just a respectable person. Like, again, I can see myself being in a situation where if my man was, foot. yeah, if my man was with some other woman, like, I just never want anybody to feel that way. Okay. So. Clearly, well. <laughs> Sammy thinks otherwise. No, I I can't. I feel like that would be misplaced anger. Um, and you you all know, like, well, Nikki, you don't necessarily know me, and you know how I used to be. But I'm very in this day and age, in my current space, very like I'm very purposeful in my emotions so when i'm upset or i'm angry about something i take a moment to really feel figure out what i'm upset about and then figure out who i need to communicate with about Mm -hmm. my emotions at the moment and i can never say that i would have emotions to some to someone who didn't make vows to me about something that the person that i made vows with decided to do because that's what they're just they're deciding to do that it don't have nothing to do with the next person. Like, let's be clear. It's always going to be bitches out here that's coming for your man. Mm-hmm. Always. Right. And the ring makes them uh, sometimes a little bit more attractive. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I don't. In a situation, like, I feel like if I was married. Well, I, I haven't been married. So, let me just say I'm because I'm in a relationship. Like, if my man was cheating with some other, one, other woman, I don't think that I would necessarily. Well, I don't know. But I don't think that I would necessarily, like, approach the girl, like. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think I would really take it out on my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I'm in a relationship with you. I'm committed to you. You're supposed yeah. to be committed to me. So, um, but I still think that the girl should have been respectable enough to be like. And, and she did do that on the show. She was like, yeah. okay, I don't think this is right, appropriate. Right. We need to just stop. And that's when he went in that whole situation of we in an open relationship. So, she did do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm not, we, I was... Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Okay. Well, that's all I have for uh, insecure. Um. I'm like very interested to see how this season is gonna play out because, as you said last night, Tasha, it seems like at the end of one episode, Molly. I mean, Issa's winning. And then the next episode, she's not. she's not. She's lost her confidence. And in the episode where she's not, then Lawrence is, like, you know, boosted. And his confidence is, like, super up there. And he's, quote, unquote, winning. But the next episode, he's not. So, we're interested to see what happened. Not quite sure why he was outside their old apartment. He missed her. He missed her. Exactly. Why. He missed he her. Miss and her. his ego was shot that Real. night. Oh, yeah, because you didn't even go into the whole... His thing. ego was shot after that threesome. I mean, but I don't... Those girls were kind of crazy because I don't... I they don't ever... For, they only wanted a black nigga. Yeah, I never they, expect they for that. a man to come and then be ready just like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, like Marcus did. <laughs> Yeah, Lamarcus. Lamarcus did. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm very open, you know, because I like to go my go for our little round, take a little break, but in about thirty minutes after I've taken my nap, like I'm ready to go again. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, but I'm also like a man in the sense that 
once I get mine, like, I hope you get in yours, too, because I'm done. Right. And I need a break. <laughs> like, I'm not that type of, like, multi-orgasmic type of person. Like, if you give me the right type of orgasm, get away from me. Don't touch me. Let me have my time. You don't want no more. And I then let's take a break. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like rounds, though. Yeah, so. yeah, but you need a break. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Toronto... Let's tell the people what we've been up to this weekend. Well, let's talk about first how we even got here. Okay. You start. A very condensed version. A very condensed version. So, um, I'm an association professional and I'm a member of a society called ASAE, which is the American Society of Association Executives. Each year they have an annual conference. Last year was my first year being a content leader there, and I was so kind of inspired by all that, I wanted to do it again. So, um, if anybody doesn't know, me and Nikia, Nikki, we work together. So, uh, I had the idea to write a proposal for us to talk about kind of some of the things we go through at work. Um, you know, talking about millennials and going back to our first episode of 2988, like I'm very into like this culture in the workplace, millennials, all that. So of course my girl, Nikki, we felt the same way. So we wrote this proposal, submitted it. And out of, you know, the thousands that get submitted every year, we got selected. Mm -hmm. So we got selected. We're very excited. Um, especially when I found out that the conference was in Toronto, I'm like, oh right. yeah, we about to be lit. National, yes. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we worked very hard on our presentation and everything. And um, before we went to Toronto, we did have to present it to our leadership, and we did not How, just hold on. Let me just pause it first of all. So. <laughs> We had to present it to our leadership. And the reason why is... So, Natasha and I, we work together, but we are on two separate teams. Yes. And so, (laughs) my team, or my department, I'm in marketing. The leader of my team... I might even want to say anything about her because I don't have the words to describe how I feel about her. Mm -hmm. Um, But she just all of a sudden just wanted to insert herself into this, right? So this is supposed to be a professional development opportunity that Natasha and I pursued, right? So it wasn't like a project that was assigned to us or something that we had to do because we had a deadline. This is just pure out of passion and interest. Something that you all no, wanted, wanted to do. Right. So she's like, yeah, well, I want to see this presentation, you know, before you guys go, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, all right, cool, whatever. So we presented to her. Listen, we didn't even get through the first slide, right? <laughs> so the title is A Seat at the Table, Millennials Want In. Wait, hold on. Millennials Want In sounds crazy. Like, you're just trying to right. insert yourself like, I don't, into a situation. I don't know how to walk it by that. I, I don't like the title. And I'm like, well, too bad because we already submitted it. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, we go through this presentation. And literally every slide, she has something to say. She was so, like degrading and she was just so like what we were saying wasn't true like we had stats and we had um we were making it up sources but we're making all this information up so So it wasn't received well she didn't receive it well okay so then you know now all of a sudden it's this big old thing and next thing i know we had to present it to like all like natasha's vp and her again my manager natasha's manager everybody everybody right because clearly what we were saying wasn't valid so we did this whole presentation once again. They gave the little feedback, blah, blah, blah. Some things, I'm not going to lie, okay, you know, we, we changed a little things. Mm-hmm. But we came to Toronto, and go ahead, Natasha. So, yes. So <laughs> after all of that, and after that whole process of um, presenting in front of our leadership, we were fired up. Mm-hmm. We were like, we're going to go out here and kill this because clearly we're not getting the support or, you know, the belief that, like, they don't really believe in us. That's how we felt. So, we're going to go out here in Toronto and kill it. So, we came out to Toronto and we killed it! We oh. killed it! I'm sorry. Oh. Wait, wait, I got You just blew somebody's I'm sorry, but I'm just saying. But I get her excitement, but yes. yes, we did kill it. Like, I mean, we were really nervous coming in. I'm not even going to lie. Well, we Natasha were. more so than I. But we were really nervous. So, we were like, oh my gosh, we had to make sure we don't. 
point, blah, blah, blah. But as we came to um, ASAE and we attended sessions and we, I think really after we heard Levy. Yes. Shout out to Levy. Yeah, first of all, yeah. Yes, shout out. Like, to, let's, let me know through. who she is. Yes. So, so Levy is the author of the book. I'm judging you. I'm judging you. Do better. Yes. The the do better manual. Right. She's the executive, and she's the executive director, director, director founder of the Red Pump Project. Project. Um, so that's her non. She's a digital strategist. Digital strategist. She's dope. She's a blogger. She's everything. Yes, and she really, um, you know, talked about how she became just by being herself, mm-hmm. and that was super motivating, yes. um, I was, like, in tears her entire presentation, because, like, her story was so inspiring, she, um, she, like, got laid off from her job, uh, similar to me, so, like, that was, like, a very, like, that was a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, she's just like me. And like, she was the person in her job that would speak up for people that couldn't speak up for themselves or Mm -hmm. weren't comfortable to speak up for themselves. And, you know, I've been that person at the different organizations that I've been in and her speech or her, her panel just really solidified. It was almost like an aha moment for me. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it was, it was it was a full circle moment and so like afterwards i you know asked her some questions and i stood up and i was just like you know i'm not even supposed to be here right now like this conference is not for me i'm here as a guest to my friends and then of course i plugged their little session because that's just who i am <laughs> and she and then like i was just like you know but how do you stay motivated or how did you stay motivated in that job that you needed to have to pay those bills while you still built your brand. And honestly, she was just kept the real. She was like, because I had to pay them bills. Mm -hmm. And so I stood up and I was like, you know, because I'm in a place where like I really have a passion and I really want to follow it, but I also have bills. And I don't think that I can work for anybody and blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, she gives me the feedback. So at the end of the session, after she's like talking about all this stuff, like I'm going to write a blog post about all of the stuff that she actually talked about. But as she's talking about all this stuff, like at the end of the session, we were walking out and people are coming up to me like, oh, you you said you were based in Washington, D.C. Like, here's my card. Shoot me your resume. I may have opportunities available for Mm -hmm. you. And it was just like, it was crazy that I stood up. I spoke my truth and I was just like, I don't want to work for anybody. And people are offering me jobs. Like, huh? How does that work? And I want to say, I'm so proud of you for seizing yes. that opportunity. Like, right, you, you seized that moment. That yeah. is big. To stand up in front of... First of all, let me say the room was packed, right? So you had hundreds of people in this room. Safia got up and she spoke her truth. She talked about her situation. And, you know, like, she, she seized the moment. She really did. Yes. And, I mean, literally, like, we were coming from the aisle. And it was people coming up to her. I had to, like, step to the side because it was, like, trying to bum rush. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm so excited and so glad that she came. Yeah, I'm so glad. Um, yeah. Because... And then she had people chasing her. She said, right. well, go ahead. Yeah, there was a lady that, um, so I stepped off from the conference and I came back to the conference and there I was meeting back up with Tasha and Nikki and this lady like chased me down, left her purse at, at a seat. She was like, wait, you need to come back over here with me because I left my bag. Please, I really want to talk to you. So it was just, it was just like a moment. Like yesterday was everything that I needed it to be yes, to like so solidify that everything that I'm doing right now in this moment is mm-hmm. what I need to be doing. Like mm-hmm. being laid off is what needed to happen to me. Following my passion is what I need to do. I cannot fail at what I'm doing because people are counting on me. And there were three things that I want to to just reiterate that she said to us. So three thing, her three things to remember were be authentic. Mm-hmm. Be willing to grow and tell the truth. Mm. Yep. And those three things I walk away with because I mean, be authentic. Like it's a lot of fake ass people out here. Like mm-hmm. why you want to be one of them? Be you. 
Be willing to grow. I think it's important to accept feedback. Like you're not, nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. No matter how we walk around or what we're winning at or what we're doing, no one is perfect. So be willing to accept that feedback from people. And I think that one thing that I always used to tell my employees was, accept feedback but you don't necessarily have to digest it like there's going to be feedback that you receive that is like irrelevant right right. but the fact that the person came up to you and gave you the feedback you need to first thank them for that and then after that you really need to digest and see if it's something that you can actually use um and then tell the truth like duh yeah. Don't be a fucking lying ass. Right. Because I feel like you can't be authentic and not tell the truth. You know right. what I'm saying? You can Right. So. Yeah. yeah. So that happened yesterday. And then um, to last night we practiced your speeches. Like yes. I told them. I was like, you know, you all take a moment to do whatever you need to do. But you all have to go through this presentation with me. Because I don't let my friends be out here doing anything. Like. If you don't have a me in your friend group, you need to go get a me. Juicy's very honest. Yeah, she's, she's very, very honest. direct. Like, she'll give you What's, feedback. So, and sometimes you might not even want to hear that feedback, but it's just, it's needed. And it's very helpful because it's just like, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to give you these compliment sandwiches. Oh, I hate yeah. compliment I'm sandwiches. I'm going to be real with you. And yeah. you need those type of friends. And so we went through the presentations with her yesterday. And she, you know, she had, I saw her every time I was talking, she was writing down little something and I was like all right she got something to say <laughs> but you know she went through it, was it and it was very helpful because let me tell you we got up there today and we, I mean our session was only 20 minutes but I mean when I say that like after our session and again we we going in again we had all this adversity but then we could be ourselves and lovey we were like you know what we're just gonna talk to them we're just gonna be real we're gonna be natasha we're gonna be nikki and we got up there and we killed it and then afterwards it was well received we had great engagement um and then we had like this little icebreaker where people were tweeting us at this mm-hmm. hashtag i mean someone said this plus is- the hashtag yes so, so the hashtag is a-s-a-e-m-w-i um and people you know, someone said, hands down, like, our session was the best session, right? Yeah. Someone said that Natasha and I were true leaders. Like, we mm-hmm. just had so much great feedback and support. Um, We just, I don't know. I think I'm kind of like, I don't even know what to say because I didn't think it was even going to go this well, to be honest. No, I knew it was going to go this well. I, like, there was no other option for me. And being the supporter and cheerleader that I am like afterwards in the presentation I was like networking with people in the room and one guy he was a baby boomer he said to me he was like you know what the issue is this room was filled with millennials and it's like it's almost like they're preaching to the choir Mm -hmm. the people that need to be here in those leadership positions are not here Mm -hmm. so I think that we need to figure out how we are going to reach baby boomers Mm -hmm. and we also need and like i said in the session like i feel like millennials we were a a rough draft or a test copy of this situation but generation z is coming and they 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 better than us i'm gonna give it to them they honey like digital wise like it's no way like baby boomers they can kind of like fit in with us a little bit on the digital side but uh generation z yeah so we need to be an advocate for millennials and an advocate for Generation, Generation Z, Z as yes. they start entering the workforce. So I think that we're going to work very hard to kind of see what we can do about that. More to come on that. But yes, they killed their presentation. And I'm going to have y'all write like a little summary blog post. So okay. we're going po- to get this stuff posted so people can share within their year, network. Yeah. And next year, Safia will be up there with us. Yeah. So we are excited. Safia, not juicy. Safia will be there. Yeah, Safia. <laughs> Definitely not juicy. <laughs> okay. Um. So after their presentation, we saw Chef Jeff. Mm-hmm. If you don't know Jeff, who Chef Jeff, Jeff is, look him up. Look him up. Uh, basically, he is a chef that um, what did nine years in prison for drug trafficking, came out, became an executive chef at the Bellagio, um, and really, I would say an industry where black men aren't mm-hmm. very, you know, 
prevalent in. Right. So... And he learned how to cook in jail. Yeah, he learned how to cook in jail. (laughs) Didn't go to culinary school. And I think the one thing that I took away from him was that you have to build and be your brand. Like, Mm -hmm. nobody else can do it for you. Right. You have to do your research and figure out what type of situation you're walking into. Mm -hmm. Because... You can be yourself, but there has to be different versions of yourself. Right. Like, he couldn't be the ex-convict that came mm-hmm. out of jail going into that right. Marriott or that Bellagio or that Ritz-Carlton. Right. So, know your surroundings. Know who you are. Know what you want your brand to be and be that brand in every situation mm-hmm. that you're in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I just think, like, the whole concept of the conference was to inspire. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he shared stories of, you know, just being in jail, how he was inspired to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, working um, around these uh, Wall, Street. Wall Street people that were in jail with him. Yeah. And how he was just kind of learning from them, and he was inspired to take it to the next level. Like, I after this weekend, I am so yeah. inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very inspired. And I will say, the one thing that I did take out of, him, of, of his presentation was how he talked about how he was a hustler in the streets mm-hmm. and how he was able to transfer them skills into right. the corporate world, right? Yes. So it's all about having transferable skills, right? You may think, you know what, I don't have experience in this, but you actually do have experience. You yes. just have to know, again, how to like transfer and how to relate those skills so that way you can be in a, f- a position in the future um, where you want to be. And I think, to me, that's very important because I'm kind of navigating, like, do I want to stay in this space or do I want to go in this space? Right. But I can use those skills and We're multifaceted. Space, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And I will say, to that point, um, a long time ago, my father sat down with me and this was a time where I was, like, dating drug dealers. Like, that was my type. Like, let's be clear. That was my type. And he gave one of my boyfriends an opportunity because my dad had a small business. He gave my boyfriend an opportunity to work for him because he was like, I know that you're out here doing this, Mm -hmm. but the skills that you have in the quote unquote business that you have right now can be transferred into something very legit and very legal. Mm -hmm. And he gave him that opportunity. I mean, he didn't do what he needed to do with it. So he ended up in jail, but he gave him the opportunity. So I think that it's important, like not even just in like a illegal to legal, you know, space, but just really when you go into these interviews and you're selling yourself and you're networking, even though you may not have that direct skill set that they're looking for, you have done something that can easily be translatable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, or transferable. So, be your biggest supporter. Like, I again, we are all very inspired out of this session, um, this conference, and I think that it did what it needed to do um, for me specifically. It was a game changer. Like, this... When I tell my success stories and I am up on stages giving my story, I'm talking about ASC 2017 mm-hmm. because that is what it was for me. Um, and, you know, we about to go out, have some fun. We, Of course, we had to get the business done first, so we had to record. We had to go to the conference, but we about to go out, turn up, and have a good time. But Our last night in Toronto. Right. Be about your business. Damn. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and re-up on our glasses and be back for our listener question. Okay, we are back. With our listener questions, of course, we have refilled our drinks and we are getting ready to go turn up in the six, 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 six. Hey, hey. Did my voice sound like an echo? Like, six, six, six. You know, yeah, no, like, you low, sound like you're like, out of breath, actually. <laughs> oh, shit. You sound like you're out of breath. Six, 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 six. No, anyway, no, okay, no. Fuck, fuck it. <laughs> um, so here is the listener question Dear Juicy, I am a big fan of Insecure, and one of the things that I notice consistently happens is the ladies in the squad refer to each other as bitch. This certainly isn't the first show or movie where I've seen this. 
Do you and your girls do this in real life? Does it bother you to hear it at all? Please let me know your thoughts. Okay. Yeah, bitch, we say that. <laughs> I'm a, Yeah, I use bitch. I feel like there's definitely times where I text Tasha and I be like, bitch. Right. Bitch. <laughs> yes. And like, it's like, the longer the bitch, the juicier the fucking story. Right. So... <laughs> Tasha and I definitely we use definitely that, do that with one another. I won't say that everybody in my friend group is comfortable with we it. We have that type of relationship. Yeah, but like with my very, very close friends, like I definitely use it. And I feel like me and Tasha are vulgar uh, in that manner that we can do it with each other. Um, and honestly, like in my friendship with Nikki, sometimes... I feel like even this weekend, it happened where I was like, I wanted to be like, bitch. And I was like, no, Nikki don't curse like that. So, <laughs> I said, I was like, girl. <laughs> but, I mean, I I started cursing at a very young age. Um, so, yeah, like, they my bitches. And it's a, it's a ter- term of endearment. Now, let's be clear. If some other bitch, mm-hmm. and that's not a term of endearment, <laughs> that I don't know like that says it to me in the street or like anything like that oh baby those are fighting words so it can go zero to 100 real quick Mm -hmm. you know in that situation like my girls can definitely be like bitch or you know in a you know it depends it's the contact context clues because there's been situations where you know friends have been upset at me and called me a bitch and it has led to fighting situations you know what i'm saying so i think it all depends on the situation um that the word is used in um and i think that it was it was even like uh when we were at american summer this this year i remember a situation where we were like all in the group or whatever and something had happened and i was like well, you don't got to be a fake-ass bitch. And then you was like, oh, I'm a fake-ass bitch? You a fake-ass bitch. And then we, like, walked oh, to the side and, like, had a conversation. I don't know if people took us seriously, but it was, in a, it was in that moment where it was, like, it was a close line of, I'm like, okay, are we... What are we talking about we, right we, here? We, like, we yeah, what, let's, let's step off to the we, side. We, we, we play. for play play. Right. We playing right there. So, I think that in your friendship, you kind of know when to use the word, how to use the word, what situations it's appropriate in, and what situations you need to get clarity. Like, right. you calling me a bitch right now, and I feel something. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's figure this out. So, that, that's my take on it. Ladies, what, what do y'all think? Well, for me, this is Tasha. Of course, like, I call my friends bitches. Like, hey, bitch, what's up? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. And I just feel like it depends on the relationship where you know if it's, like, a different time to spin to it or if it's, like, a term of endearment. And when I was thinking about the American summer situation, I don't think the bitch part hurt me the most. It was, like, the fake part. You fake-ass bitch. Like, <laughs> so maybe it was that. It was the I context. Was, I don't even know what we was talking about, but... <laughs> We could talk about it all yeah, that was, that was We were we were a little turnt. <laughs> that was a turnt but, situation. Yeah, for me, like it's just like that's how you know some friends talk to each other. So I have no problem with it. But it's all about the relationship. In the it's context. all about the relationship. It's definitely about the relationship for me because, like Safia mentioned before, I don't really, I don't really swear like that. Like um, I think in my recent years, I I started to swear more, which means when I was younger, I really didn't swear at all. But, like, when I used to hear girls say bitches or whatever or bitch, blah, 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 I don't know. I used to feel some type of way about it. But I think, like, as I develop, like, certain friendships, like, with Safi and Natasha and they say it, like, I don't take offense at all. Like, it's kind of funny to me. And now I actually <laughs> find myself like, bitch, like, you know. <laughs> so it's definitely terms of endearment and it's definitely, like, context clues around it yeah. to kind of let you know, like, Okay, if she she's for real or she for play play, right. and then there's this I don't know who did it, but on Instagram there's this funny video, and it's like she, this girl she talks about how bitches can be defined in certain ways and how like it it really depends on like the height of your voice mm-hmm. and like if it's like bitch it's like bitch like you know yeah. like oh so yeah. it's just like I mean it, ways. it comes down to yeah. basic you know communication right the inflection yeah so. tone uh the situation the 
right. the contact. So, yeah, like, I mean, at this point, I'm not recruiting any more people in my friend group. But, <laughs> no, if you in my friend group and we close, then I'm probably calling you bitch. I'm probably texting you like, bitch, because I be having some stories, okay? So, yeah. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't take offense to it. If my close friends say it to me, even if it's in a a situation where I'm just like, what is the context here? Like, I, I will, if I care about you enough, I am going to be like, let's step to the side. Let's have this conversation. Let's figure out what's going on. If I don't care about you that much, then we probably going to fight. So, don't walk up to me on the street and call me a bitch. Because if I don't know you like that, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Um... However, if you're my girl and we discussing some juice, like I prefer to get a text with the bitch, because then I know this. So, ooh, yes, I live for those texts. Okay, I know it's about to be a good story. So that's my take on the word bitch. I mean, and I'm sure like maybe for guys, nigga is the same way. I mean, I don't know. Like my ex, he hated nigga. And I stopped using the word because it, like he took offense to it. But he was a bitch. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, do you all have any social media that you would like to plug here? Yes, yeah, so my Instagram is Miss Tasha Ray, M I I Z T A S H A R A E. My Twitter is Natasha Ray S I G. So follow me, hit me up, ask me any question you want. Um, so uh, this is Nikki, and my Instagram name is N I K K I. B as in boy, swanky, S-W-A-N-K-Y. And my Twitter name is A-N-I-K-I-A knows best. That's my professional handle because, you know, I'm trying to switch things up a little bit. So I had to use my first name. Um, But, um, yeah, so that's me. I've got, like, 21 followers so far. So, yeah, y'all go ahead and follow me. Y'all please follow me. Please um, follow Nikki. Yeah. At least you ain't out here buying followers. Right. Girl, I don't have the funds Be for that. Honey. Authentic. Y'all know yes. I'm cheap. Grow uh-huh. <laughs> organically. Right. right. <laughs> and of course, my personal um Instagram is Juicy Diva. No I and Diva. Say so J-U-I-C-Y-D-V-A. Um and then my Twitter is juicy underscore diva and then of course you need to follow the podcast on all of its social media so instagram facebook 29 the word 88 the number right twitter is 29 underscore 88 so follow us there to keep up with everything that we have going on if you have a listener question that you want us to sound off or give advice on Feel free to email us at 29, again, the words, 88podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and talking to you guys soon. Stay tuned and tune in for next week's episode where we will be talking about something a little bit juicy with some maybe blast from the past. So stay tuned. We are very excited. Thank you for listening and we look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Bye. Bye.